0: kent online news
1: news you can trust this is the kent online podcast
0: nicola everett hello hope you're okay on friday november the 19th thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast and a heartbreaking story to start today two young children and two women have died in a house fire in bexley heath six fire engines and around 40 firefighters were called to the property on hamilton road at around half eight last night The women and children were rescued from the first floor, but sadly, all died at the scene. One man had already managed to get out of the building before crews arrived and was taken to hospital. Another person is also being treated. Flowers have been left on the street outside, and our reporter Sean Delaney was there earlier.
2: A police cordon remains in place outside. Two police officers standing outside a van, and a fire engine is also in place at the road, which has been blocked in both directions at the junction of Pickford Road. This morning, people been turning up to pay their respects some have laid flowers and then quickly got back into cars to move on.
0: It's thought the victims were all related and while an investigation is underway it's not thought the cause of the blaze is suspicious. Matt Cook is Deputy Assistant Commissioner of the London Fire Brigade.
2: I'd firstly like to offer my sincere condolences and my thoughts go on behalf of the London Fire Brigade on behalf of myself to the family the friends and the local community on what is a tragic and terrible incident. Yesterday evening at approximately 8.30, the London Fire Brigade were called to a house fire. We mobilised initial appliances from erif SIGCUP and Bexley. They arrived on scene quickly. BA crews, breathing apparatus crews, committed into the house with specialist equipment, including a ladder, which was pitched up to the upper floors of the property. And we carried out four rescues from four members of of public. Sadly, I can confirm that uh, two women and two infant children have sadly uh, passed away. Um, Again, I would like to offer my personal and on on behalf of the London Fire Brigade condolences to the family, the friends and the local community. Um, Due to the severity of the incident, we actually mobilised six appliances um, from the surrounding area. Those six appliances arrived very, very quickly, dealt with the scene as quickly as possible, and carried out the rescues. Um, we currently have specialist investigating officers from our fire investigation teams on scene. We're working closely with the Metropolitan Police Service and local specialist investigators to try and understand the causation of this incident. So, again, on behalf of London Fire Brigade, Our sincere condolences to the
0: family. Police have also paid tribute today. Lucy has been reading a statement released by Detective Chief Superintendent Trevor Lawry. Our thoughts are with the family of the deceased who have suffered such an awful and devastating loss. We have officers in the location and I know these sentiments are shared by residents across Bexley and London as a whole. Our inquiries are ongoing and we will continue to work with our colleagues in the London Fire Brigade to fully understand the cause of this terrible incident. In these very early stages, we don't believe the cause of the fire is suspicious. Kent Online News. Other top stories today and former Dover MP Charlie Elphick who was jailed for sexual assault is facing a fresh court hearing. He's allegedly failed to pay £35,000 in prosecution costs after being sentenced to two years in September 2020. The 50-year-old who's since been released from prison was due at today's hearing. One of England's most senior police officers has apologised to the families of serial killer Stephen Port's victims. Deputy Assistant Commissioner Stuart Cundy has told an inquest into their death deaths, there were a number of missed opportunities to arrest him. 21-year-old Daniel Whitworth from Gravesend was among those killed by port between 2014 and 2015. He's serving a whole life term. A lorry driver who tried to smuggle £1.6 million worth of cocaine into the UK through Dover has been jailed. The 53-year-old was stopped at the Eastern Docks in May and Border Force officers found 20 kilos of the drug hidden in reels of cord. He's been locked up for six years. Kent's police and crime commissioner is urging male victims of stalking to come forward. New research has shown that men reporting offences to police remains much lower than the number thought to be impacted. Now, next today, we're going to be hearing from a recovering alcoholic from Kent who's urging people who might have developed dangerous drinking habits during the pandemic to get help, Matt is part of an aA group on Sheppey. they 've started doing virtual meetings and are encouraging anyone who thinks they might need support to get in touch as part of Alcohol Awareness Week. He says lockdowns have caused a lot of issues
1: I mean alcoholics anonymous we were um, obviously faced with the uh, the issue of not being able to get to um, physical meetings, which is for us is a you know a mainstay of our recovery, you know being amongst other fellow alcoholics. Um, But really quite quickly, I'm sure within a couple of weeks of um, the meetings closing down, um, all of a sudden we were able to use Zoom um, and have virtual meetings. So, you know, that was something which was uh, acted on and sorted out really quite quickly, to be honest. And yeah, I've got to be honest, it was a real lifesaver. And we found our um, our helpline, all of a sudden there was um, a huge increase, all of a sudden people being trapped at home, uh, you know, all all of a sudden not being able to go out and and issues with work and furlough, um, people all of a sudden were sort of, you know, struggling, if I'm honest, you know, I think those um, situations have highlighted a lot of people's um, dependence on alcohol and all of a sudden people are asking questions about, you know, why am I drinking so much? Um, But, you know, we was able to uh, quite quickly put a plan of action into place. Um, So some of the actual benefits which have come out of um, lockdown was that a lot of meetings have actually started up being purely virtual meetings. So whereas um, some people might sort of struggle, um, you know, whether it's a a disability issue or whether there's any other issue that meant they couldn't actually get out of the house um, to get to a meeting, uh, one of the byproducts were that there's a lot of virtual meetings, which even though physical meetings are now you know pretty well back in full swing these meetings which have been born through lockdown will actually remain virtual um so you know that that issue where people couldn't get to meetings is not really an issue now as long as you've got access to internet you know you've got the world at your fingertips and the other thing you know obviously um you know, a lot of people might be restricted to the areas that they can visit for meetings. But now, you know, the whole world of recovery has been, um, has opened up. You know, I've attended meetings in Australia and in America, and um, which is not something I could do usually. And so all of a sudden this whole world of recovery has opened up. And I think people are actually able to reach out a little bit more now as well. Um, obviously, the telephone service has always been there. But certainly um, the virtual meetings have been a you know a real godsend for us, I think. If anyone does have any questions or any concerns about their drinking, or they they've noticed that it has escalated through lockdown or um, any of the issues that have happened recently, you know, just ring up and have a chat with someone because it might be that you know you're not an alcoholic and you are just going for a bit of a rough time at the moment, and at some point it will just naturally go back to the way it was before. But by all means, you know that's what we're here for. We're here to help people. You know, don't feel ashamed to ring the AA helpline. It is a massive thing to do, but I think what I found the biggest part of um, the relief for the start of my recovery started when I actually reached out for a bit of help because all of a sudden I'm conceding that um, I don't know the way out of this. Um, perhaps I should speak to someone who knows a bit more about this subject than me, and all of a sudden the pressure's off. You know, <laughs> it's not down to me to solve it anymore. You know, I can get a bit of advice, and you know, it was just a real freeing. Um, experience if i'm honest just to talk to someone who had been in the exact same position as where i had been and yet was well and getting on with their life so yeah it is a difficult thing but um it's, yeah, it was one of the best things I ever did. Reaching out, for honest Kent Online reports.
0: Our most read story today is that bosses at JD Sport at Bluewater say they're investigating bullying claims by a former member of staff. Jasmine Denny from Greenhath says she quit after being told to keep working despite being sick. The 17-year-old says she faced unprofessional arguments with management and then posted about it on Facebook, which attracted more than 900 comments. While the story is investigating, Bluewater also say they're aware of the allegations and take complaints of this nature seriously. A group of young people have been caught on CCTV smashing a car window with a traffic cone in Canterbury. One of them can be seen throwing it at a Volkswagen in South Street. Police are investigating and you can see the footage at Kent Online. Meantime, residents living on the edge of Canterbury have called the start of a new housing development utterly heartbreaking. 400 new homes are going to be built on Cockering Farm in Thannington. Residents claim there will soon be no green spaces if homes continue to be built in the area. And plans have been revealed for a city centre around Ebb's Fleet International Railway Station. Developers want to build more than 2,000 homes as well as commercial, retail and community space. It's part of the Ebb's Fleet Garden City and a consultation is underway. You can see the plans on the website. There's a warning Kent is facing a shortage of teaching assistants. School leaders say there are more than 150 vacancies across the county and it's apparently becoming increasingly difficult to fill the roles. They're working with Council bodies on ways to make the job more attractive. Now, a Kent mum who was bullied after being born with a cleft lip and palate is hoping to raise awareness so her son, who has the same condition, doesn't suffer like she did. It happens when the upper part of the mouth doesn't form properly when the baby is growing and requires surgery. Jen Cross says she had really low self-esteem after being picked on when she started secondary school. She's been speaking to Megan.
3: I was bullied um, probably more so from the start of secondary school onwards, um, that was when it became more noticeable that people were staring and gesturing. And um, often, people would pull their top lip up at me or push their nose down. And um, people told me that I looked like I'd been bit hit by the back of a bus. Um, I was pinned up in a nightclub before, and um, being you know demanded that I told someone what was wrong with my face. Um, and staring, like intense negative staring, is what I. Um, experienced quite a lot and even now as well but um, it's just that it's come full circle and I know how to deal with those comments and stares now. What have you learned, how do you deal with it because it's not nice and you shouldn't have to get used to it but what what do you do and what could you maybe suggest for other people struggling in a similar situation? Um, So what I do now is try and put the emphasis back on the person that's being the, the negative side of things. So if I catch somebody staring and I feel like it's you know there's a difference between natural human curiosity and you know staring with intent so if I catch somebody staring and it seems to be in a negative way I'll always just say hi are you okay Um, and that kind of makes them aware that I know that they're staring and it will then open up conversation if somebody feels like they want to actually ask a question. Um, for anybody that's actually experiencing bullying now, I would definitely make sure that you're talking to somebody. Um, it doesn't matter who it is, whether it's a health professional, um, some random person on the internet that's going through it, or you know a friend or family member, make sure you're talking to somebody find a hobby make sure you can absorb yourself in something that you absolutely love doing so when things feel really bad that you can you know get yourself away and and actually find some enjoyment and and also make sure that you know that nobody can make you feel less valid of a person than what you are you are totally loved and important and never let anybody make you feel any less than than what you are how has your sadly negative experiences helped you build this business your work with charity and what does your business do and obviously the charity as well yeah so don't get lippy was something that was said to me um growing up and up until a couple of years ago had the most negative impact it still used to make me shudder and and it was a very good friend of mine who um, encouraged me to use it as a business name if I can't use it as a business name who can Um, and actually part of my story is that my son Will was also born with a cleft lip and palate um, which is not a hereditary condition and so it's brought up a lot of old things and I wanted to share our story, not only to raise awareness for the condition, um, but also show people what mothers who are expecting children with clefts go through, all the prep work, all the operations and the uncertainties um, that we kind of go through before the baby's here. Um, And then also show um, feeding experiences because that can also be incredibly difficult. Um, And I just kind of film, what I think is important to share or you know certain subjects that come up and I think actually I'm going to you know talk about this um because being born with a facial difference um is something and nothing to one person but when it's your own situation or something that you love that's being impacted by it you kind of want all you know as much information as you can get out there so that's kind of what I do I do a bit of a podcast I do a bit of a bit of everything
0: as you heard, a 34 year old has now launched Don't Get Lippy to help support others. We've got the details of how to get in touch at Kent Online. Kent Online reports. There's been an historic victory for the Green Party in a Whitstable by election. Claire Turnbull has become their first representative on Canterbury City Council. The vote was held after one of the town's three Labour councillors resigned in September. It's soon going to be illegal to hold your phone for any reason while driving. Laws are being strengthened from next year to improve road safety. Drivers will be banned from scrolling on social media and taking pictures or videos behind the wheel, but you'll still be allowed to use your phone as a sat-nav. A Whitstable pub has defended a decision to give a discount to people who live in the town. A customer from Herne Bay complained about having to pay 10% more for food in the monument on Church Street. They say the initiative is to try and encourage people to spend locally and cut their carbon footprint. You can let us know what you think by voting in the poll on the story. Kent's biggest theatre is getting a £1 million grant from the government. The Marlow in Canterbury is among hundreds of venues being supported by the Cultural Recovery Fund. It's hoped it will provide a lifeline so they can continue putting on plays and pantos over the Christmas period. Tickets have gone on sale to see Tom Grennan in Kent next year. The Don't Break the Heart and Little Bit of Love singer is going to be playing at Dreamland in Margate on the 27th of August. A drag queen from Tunbridge Wells has become the youngest contestant to reach the final of RuPaul's Drag Race UK. Crystal Versace was just 19 when they filmed the series earlier this year. She's now up against two other drag queens in the last episode of the series next Thursday night. Mimi Webb's been on our sister radio station, KMFM, chatting about her new EP. P seven shades of heartbreak the singer from canterbury joined emma joe on the hit list last night
4: just because a lot of the songs were written throughout the pandemic my bedroom was definitely like the place i just really created in and um, I just was my go-to for such a long time, being in the pandemic. Um, but yeah, it was just so much fun to write. And I think when we, when I knew I was dropping an EP, I had, I already had like the idea, and a lot of the songs were written already that I'd done in the pandemic. Um, so it was really fun to get in the studio and finish it off like traditionally, and like like I would usually before. We ended up on Zoom.
0: <laughs> yeah, that must have been such a cool moment to actually like see it all finally coming together.
4: Yeah, 100%. So much fun. <laughs> it must have been so fun to finally be able to like perform live again and go on tour. Like That must have been incredible. How was it?
0: Tell
3: me about it.
4: Oh, it was just so unreal. And I'd never been on tour before, so I really didn't know what to expect. And I thought my voice would just completely go. And so it was just so much fun. And I think as soon as we were on the road, I just loved being able to you know there was no pressure you know it was just very much like right Mimi's on tour she's having a great time like she's performing like she's out you know she's on the road we were non-stop in and out of different cities the whole time and it just was so nice because it was just like non-stop and it was it just felt so like exciting. I wanted to talk to you as well about the video
0: for Halfway because obviously it was filmed at Dreamland which is just like the most epic location that must have been (laughs) so cool to film did you have loads of fun?
4: Oh, I absolutely loved it. It was so fun. And it was, you know, it's my best friend Izzy actually lives around there. So we've grew up kind of going, you know, to Margate now and then. um, And obviously it's super close to Canterbury. So it was really nice to just be down in my ends. And um, yeah, we just had so much fun. I had all my best friends in it. And so it was just so nice to like do something with them and then to see how my like, How my videos work.
0: If you missed it, you can listen to their chat in full at kmfm.co.uk. Meantime, the guys from KMFM are at the Christmas light switch on in Stroud today. It was all happening in Friary Place in the High Street. Tomorrow they'll be getting the festivities underway in Chatham, and the popular Christmas lights trail through Bedbury Pineytem opens tonight. It's back for a fourth year, and we'll see the forest lit up until New Year's Eve. The event did initially open last year with COVID restrictions in place, but then had to close early when Kent was put into tier four.
1: Kent Online Sport.
0: Football and Steve Evans has been speaking a bit about his future at Gillingham after a request from another side to speak to him was turned down. Stevenage had made an approach about their vacant manager's position. This is the latest from the Jules boss.
5: I've not spoken to the chairman for a few days, um, which, which is not normal if you like. The chairman gets on with running another side of the business, but... He did let me know in an email yesterday that he turned that request down to Steve, and, he and that's within his rights and, and duties as the chairman and owner of this football club to do that. Um, I have a I'm meeting with the chairman uh, later today, not just to discuss that, he may take that further and discuss it with me, he may not, that's, that's his prerogative. Um, but as, as a matter of public record, everyone knows my contract's up at the end of the season, I've had chats with the chairman over the last couple of weeks on that and, and the chairman is a man and something that, if you call it Stephen Paul you call it Paul Scalley, Steve Evans um, the chairman knows where I want to go in the summer um, and and the one thing we are going to try and do collectively is is win on Saturday and, and win some points going forward The chairman's aware of my thoughts um, and if the chairman wants to elaborate on that he can that's it's a it's a private contractual matter between Steve Evans and Gillingham Football Club and, and hence Paul Scally because he owns a football club. But we we've, we've had open thought and the one thing we do we have open dialogue. We we talk and um, and we share thoughts. And I've said it before. We can we can have a row. We can make up. We can do all the things that I think are harmonious. I can remember walking for some. Tony Stewart won't be the first time I've had a row with the chairman up there, Massimo Cellino, um, John Radford. It wouldn't be a row, be a disagreement, it'd be a different opinion. But when you leave the room, you're as one. So we've got to be as one to get something at Crew on Saturday.
0: And the Jills travel to bottom of the table Crew alexandra this weekend. Crew have only managed one win from their 17 games so far this season, while the Jules are just two places above the relegation zone themselves. They're also struggling with a huge number of injuries. Here's an update on that from the
5: manager. Nine or ten senior players, arguably, arguably... You could have me in here, or you could have Jurgen Klopp in here. But arguably, eight in that treatment room would start most games. Not every game, because it's a bit competition and form. But most would start, and that tells you that tells you what we're having to to play with. In all likelihood, I'll know Saturday morning who I can pick. And um, and as always, I will take counsel from the medical staff, and then. Um, Myself and Paul will sit sat down and, and I'll try and make the best informed decisions.
0: Kick-off in League One tomorrow is at 3 and you can follow the match action as it happens at kentonline.co.uk. Well, that's all from us for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And you can also get access to the new ad-free Kent Online premium site by subscribing. Just head to kentonline.co.uk forward slash subscribe. Have a great weekend. We'll be back with the podcast on Monday.